I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in. And exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to To Be Honest, and a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Now, today I am going to talk about unhelpful thinking patterns. I often talked about the result formula: thoughts cause feelings, and feelings cause actions, and actions cause results. So, where do our thoughts come from? Most thoughts come from our beliefs, and where do beliefs come from? They can be from our past experiences, or we learned them from our caregivers, schools, society, and peers. So today I am going to focus on our thought patterns, our thinking styles that are unhelpful. Now, when a person experiences an unhelpful emotion, such as 
depression or anxiety, it is usually preceded by a number of unhelpful self-statements and thoughts. More often than not, there is a pattern to such thoughts, and we call these, in quotation marks, unhelpful thinking styles. So one of the things we have noticed is that people use unhelpful thinking styles as an automatic habit. Unfortunately, most of the time we are not even aware of it. That's why I wish to bring them out into the light in this episode. Mind you, when a person consistently and constantly uses some of these styles of thinking, they can often cause themselves a great deal of emotional distress. So now let me introduce you to some of these unhelpful thinking patterns. One of these thinking styles is called a mental filter. Every time we use a mental filter, we filter in some information while we filter out other types of information. So although we might sometimes consider this a useful process by focusing on what we consider important, it can also become a sort of tunnel vision where we focus on only one part of a situation and ignore the rest. Often, this means looking at the negative parts of a situation and forgetting the positive parts, particularly for someone who tends to look at a glass half empty rather than a glass half full, right? Let me give you an example. Let's say you are out with your partner having a romantic dinner, and at the end of dinner, you have a disagreement about how much tip to leave for the waiter. Perhaps you stew on this disagreement in the car all the way home. So what do you think the effect of this thinking style, mental filter, will have on the way you feel? Now take notice that in this example, you are dwelling on a single detail out of the very many details that occurred during the entire night. So notice that the detail you are dwelling on happens to be negative. You have excluded other details of the whole picture, which means that you are not remembering all the other positive experiences of the evening. If you focus on this negative bit only, then it is likely that you'll keep experiencing the negative feelings that go along with it. Please remember, our thoughts cause our feelings. Now, to help you to be aware whether you are using a mental filter, here is what you can do. Make time for this exercise. So sit down with a piece of paper, briefly describe the situation, and ask yourself the following two questions. What were the thoughts that went through my mind at the time? And what feelings did you experience consequent to your thinking? Okay, the next unhelpful thinking pattern is jumping to conclusions. I'm sure most of us would have heard the phrase, you're jumping to conclusions, meaning that a conclusion is being made without really knowing if there's any evidence to support it. Although we might like to think that if we have a hunch about something, it is usually right. However, if we are truly honest with ourselves, we know there are times when we are not right. 
We know there are times when we keep jumping to the wrong conclusion, or the conclusions are usually negative. So when we do this consistently, then we can cause ourselves quite a bit of distress. There are two ways in which we often jump to conclusions. One is mind reading, and the other is predictive thinking. So, what is mind reading? As the name suggests, this is where we jump to conclusions because we assume that we know what someone else is thinking, or we know the rationale behind someone else's behaviors. This happens to be a very common style of thinking. And that's when we assume a lot. Have you ever had this experience? You're talking to someone, and during the conversation, they somehow look at their watch. Perhaps you have thought they must think I'm a really boring person, or they don't want to be here with me. So, my audience, if you jumped to these conclusions without looking closely at all the evidence, such as the fact that the person is expecting an important phone call soon, do you think you'd end up feeling happy or distressed? Often, these conclusions are a reflection of how we think about ourselves. For example, I think I'm boring. I think I'm not good enough. I don't think I am interesting. I always do things wrong. Often we jump to the conclusion that because we think poorly of ourselves, then others must too. Now, predictive thinking. We also jump to conclusions when we begin making predictions about what is going to happen on some future occasion, like we are gazing into a crystal ball. Now, this is very common way to increase anxiety and stress. That's why it's not helpful to think that way. These are often predictions where you overestimate the negative emotions or experiences you are going to encounter. Think through this example, please. Let's say you are asked to give a talk to a group of people, and you think. Mm, I'm going to get in there and forget what I'm supposed to say, stumble over my words, and completely stuff up the presentation. And this will be terrible. You believe this despite the fact that you have delivered many successful presentations in the past. So let me ask you this, my audience: How might you feel if you believed this overprediction? So, can you think of a situation where you have used these thinking styles? So, briefly describe the situation: whether you used mind reading and predictive thinking, and ask yourself these two questions again: What were the thoughts that went through my mind then, and what feelings did you experience consequent to your thinking? The next unhelpful thinking style is personalization. So, can you think of some occasions when something hasn't gone quite as you wanted, or the way you expected, and you have blamed yourself totally for what's happened? Maybe the toast burns at breakfast, and you blame yourself, not the toaster. Your child plays a wrong note at his recital, and you blame yourself for not making him practice harder. Of course, without realizing it, you relate external negative events to something you have or have not done. 
You see, when you personalize something, you take total responsibility for external events occurring and ignoring other important factors. As a consequence, you end up blaming yourself for everything that goes wrong or that could go wrong, even when you may only be partly responsible or not responsible at all. Could you imagine if you were to consistently say to yourself, "This is my fault." I'm to blame. How do you think you'd start to feel? Remember the result formula: thoughts cause feelings. By carrying hundred percent of the responsibility is a rather large burden to bear, and one that's likely to leave you feeling discouraged or overwhelmed. So it's tough trying to carry the world on your shoulders, isn't it? Although accepting responsibility for your actions is considered a positive characteristic, it is unhelpful to accept total responsibility for events that are beyond your control, or to accept more responsibility than is your share. Again, make time for this exercise. Ask yourself: Can you think of a situation where you have used personalization? Briefly describe the situation and answer these two questions again. What were the thoughts that went through my mind, and what feelings did you experience consequent to your thinking? Okay, another unhelpful thinking style is catastrophizing. Now, when someone says you're blowing things out of proportion, or you're making a mountain out of a molehill, chances are the person is catastrophizing. Now, this style of automatic thinking often begins with the following phrases: "What if?" or "Oh no!" So let me give you some examples. What if I shake in front of people and they realize I am anxious? Oh no! I have a chest pain. I might be having a heart attack. What if I disagree with my partner on this? I will lose an important relationship. I feel depressed this morning. What if I will stay depressed? And I often call it the "what if" game. This pattern of thinking is not helpful. There's no end to it if we start playing this "what if" game. When we catastrophize, we view the situation as terrible, awful, dreadful, and horrible. Sometimes unhelpful thoughts will also include other unhelpful thinking styles, such as. The appearance of a bit of overprediction and a bit of jumping to conclusions, and as well as catastrophizing. So let me give you a final example. Have you ever submitted a project, perhaps at work, and realized you made a small error? You might think, "Well, I can't believe I made that mistake. This is going to be a poor submission. I'm going to lose the account and probably lose my job." I'll probably never find work in this city again. Now, my audience, what do you think it would be like for someone with this style of thinking? Think about that. Even though the reality is that the problem itself is quite small, when we catastrophize, things can get very big very quickly, and we can work ourselves up to a point where it all seems beyond our control. So, can you think of a situation where you have used catastrophizing? 
briefly describe the situation and answer those two questions again. What were the thoughts that went through my mind at the time, and what feelings did you experience consequent to your thinking? All right. The last one that I'm going to share in this episode is black and white thinking, or sometimes I call it all-or-nothing thinking. When it comes to sports, you may have heard some people say something like, "There are no prizes for second place," suggesting that there is only one winner and the rest are losers. So it's all or nothing. It's almost as if being the second best in the world is nothing to be proud of. Similarly, the student who comes home with a report card with a B for math and A's for everything else and thinks I'm a failure is using black and white thinking. Perhaps you have said something similar to yourself. If my partner and I don't always agree, then we have a bad relationship. Or if I'm not the best at what I do, then I'm worthless. So, my audience, I'm sure you know by now why we call it all-or-nothing thinking or black and white thinking, because you will tend to see only one extreme or the other. With this thinking, you are either right or wrong. You are either good or bad. There are no in-betweens, no shades of gray, and no middle ground. To be honest. To think in black and white, or all or nothing, is an immature way of thinking. All right, that's a wrap for this episode, and I shall continue with the other unhelpful thinking styles next week. Thank you for listening, my audience. I appreciate you. And until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to do these exercises. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www. drbarbarakiao. com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O. dot com.